Doctors take Field of Greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you, too much fast food, not enough exercise. That's why I take Field of Greens. The fruits and vegetables in Field of Greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Growing green to generate more green. Welcome to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman. Each week we plant the conversational seeds about cultivation and the changing climate of cannabis culture. We'll peel back the layers of benefits of the world's most versatile plant, from food to fuel, from remedy to resource. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Grow Show with your host, multi-award winning grow master and respected cannabis consultant, Kyle Cushman. Hello and welcome to all you funky, skunky, dankalicious do-gooders. This is The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com and I am your host, Kyle Cushman. You know, for years the government and media has portrayed anything marijuana-related as shady, scary, secretive, when in reality the cannabis community arguably has one of the most open, honest, and cooperative environments in the world. Where else do you see people with such levels of creative talent dedicating hundreds of hours perfecting a technique or solving a problem only to go out of their way to share and teach that information freely? It's an industry in which the pros spark up together in collaboration instead of competition. And it's all because we share common goals, freedom from prejudice and better medicine. Our guest today is Marcus Richardson, a master of his craft. Mark helped to pioneer the hash extraction process, developing methodologies utilizing water, ice, and dry sifting to process plants. The resulting high-quality, chemical-free, pure resin hash was famously coined Bubble Hash by Mark, and these days he's known as Bubble Man. He's dedicated to helping others produce the same quality of medicine at home, and this led to the development of the bubble bag kits, which are world famous, and I've used them for years. When Bubble Man isn't whipping up a mind-blowing batch of full-melt clear dome bubble hash, he's talking about it on his YouTube channel, Bubble Man's World. He hosts a ton of great videos showing you exactly how to make that great hash, and every Sunday he hosts Hash Church, live streaming on YouTube and spreading the cannabis truth. Welcome to The Grow Show. Mark, how are you doing today? Hey, thanks for having me, Kyle. I'm doing really good today. It's, uh, it's another wonderful day in beautiful British Columbia. That's great, man. You live in a really wonderful place. I've seen some pictures of your home. I haven't been able to visit you because, unfortunately, Canada doesn't want to let me in. I can't imagine why. I feel you, my friend. Uh, America is a little bit similar with myself, and I'm uh, sort of finally dealing with sort of sorting that out so I can come down and hang out with all my uh, American brethren down there. Yeah, me too. You know, it's like both sides. All my good friends up there can't come down here. And it's all because we're tokers. Yeah, it's been a real sort of agenda to keep the radical openness that we would be practicing if we were able to be in the same room with one another. And that's why I really appreciate all these different types of venues, much like this radio show that we're on right now. It allows us to, you know, get together, talk, throw our ideas around, even though the border doesn't want to allow us into each other's country, we can still get things done. Right on, right on. Well, listen, before we get too serious, let's start at the beginning. You know, it's been, uh, it's been about 20 years, this show in the making, in, in my estimation, since we first met all the way back in Switzerland. Is that where we first met? 
We absolutely did meet in Switzerland. Now, I can't remember if I met you up in Valhusen at Chris Iverson's place or if we ended up meeting down in Lugano uh, yes. with Steve. That's where it was. It was in Lugano with Steve when he was doing his breeding out there. I remember we had gone out to dinner and you left a batch in water for, for three, four hours and you were worried if it was going to get ruined. And then when we came back, you made, you sat and kneaded, you kneaded it in your hand, kneaded the bubble for hours in your hand and turned it into a little bit of honey sized piece of hash that when you dropped it, and you did this purposely for me to see, when you dropped it on the table, it bounced like it was a piece of plastic. Yes, and you made remember? the infamous clicking sound that Rob yes. talks about in the book Hashish. Yes. So I've heard you say it before, and many people probably have. If it don't bubble, it ain't worth the trouble. So why is it worth the trouble? Like, why make hash at all when you could just roll up a joint and smoke some tasty bud? Well, I mean, you know, that's a unique question to ask, and a lot of people you know, tell me in my life that they are totally happy with the effects that they get from bud, that they're not into having to find this, you know, this extract or this concentrate. But for me, you know, the extracts and the concentrates really were a part of my hemp activism. And when we were younger in the 90s, and we were getting hemp grown in our province for the first time in over 70 years, we were learning about this plant, of course, through Jack's wonderful book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes. And then, of course, through our own personal bioassaying of working with hemp and growing hemp and using hemp. And what we learned was, was that this amazing plant will produce an incredible variety of products and medicines for you. But almost always it's from when you take the one from the whole. So what I mean by that is if we're going to make fiber and we're going to make clothes and we're going to make flags and we're going to make sales... We do that with the fiber of the cannabis plant, not the seed, not the resin, and not the cellulose. If we want to make paper, we're going to take the cellulose, not the seed, not the oil, not the resin, not the... So all of these different aspects of cannabis seem to be that way, except the smoking aspect of it. So I really wanted to sort of look at cannabis the way I looked at hemp and saw that the medicine was one part that this plant was bringing to me and that this plant was constantly bringing me a variety of things and that I could choose to take the one from the whole. And that really led me down the path of decontaminating the resin to a point where I could finally experience what I call the unadulterated cannabinoid high. Wow, man. And I just want to bless up for bringing it back all the way back to our grandfather, Jack Herrer, and I'm going to toke up a bowl here for the first time on air. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, what a great sound. And I'm smoking a little uh, cherry cough here. Man, I just, I, I, I love your dedication and you have an unwavering commitment to expose the truth and to share it. And that's something that we both have in common, I feel. Absolutely. And I feel that even the way you said that, unveil the truth, that's kind of what the unveiling of the unadulterated cannabinoid profile is. And for a long time, when I promoted these concepts, people would say to me, yeah, but I mean, isn't there, you know, isn't there other things in the plant? Aren't there medicines in the plant that aren't in the resins? And the further I went in, the further I learned, no, these medicinal compounds are produced inside the trichomes, even in vegetative leaves, even in seedlings. When you shoot them with a macro lens, you can see bulbous, trichomes growing on the leaves of these plants 
way before they've even gone into veg or gone into bloom, but as a seedling. Yeah, I'm trying to remember your, another one of your old phrases that I loved about the bubble being the messenger. What's that one? Herb is the messenger and bubble is the message. Exactly. Love it. <laughs> well, so you've been crediting with coining the term bubble hash. How did you come up with the name and is bubble hash better than chemically processed extractions <laughs> such as BHO? Well, I mean, you know, that's a hard thing to say because people are going to have their preferences and I, I try not to ever use the word better. I do know that when I'm in an argument with someone who's a BHO maker. A discussion. And they're, and they're claiming, yeah, a discussion. It often turns into an argument. They're claiming <laughs> a low PPM. I don't have to argue about the PPM of my product because I never exposed it to a petrochemical solvent. Right. Have you tried BHO before? Do you partake in that at all? You know, I've only tried it one time in my life. I actually, first back in the 90s, late 90s, when Indra first released the process, I, of course, tried it. I did it outside, which I was happy to, you know, naturally for me, it seemed like the thing to do was to be outside and away from any type of a static charge, which would even be a wool sweater or a cell phone. I always looked at the implications and the dangers as something that should be weighed before, you know, thinking about doing something like that. And it's one of the reasons I loved sharing the solventless quiver with people because I could show them how to make a dabbable product using either water or mechanical separation and or now even the hot pressing, the, the rosin process. Yeah, man. You know, and that's another thing that we share in common is purity. And we both agree very strongly that, you know, this medicine should be good for you 100%. Yeah. and not uh, just good for your head and slightly bad for your body. It has to be pure, and it has to be good for you on all levels, right? Well, there's something to be said for that, Kyle. And, you know, the, the cannabinoids that are produced in cannabis are so extremely beneficial to human beings that even when taken in a form of, say, somewhat toxic soup, some of these Rick Simpson oils that aren't made properly, some of these different oils that are being used with contaminations that are heavy metal contaminants and solvent contaminants, and they still are shrinking tumors and they still are elevating, uh -huh. relieving seizures. What I'm saying is if we can get to that unadulterated cannabinoid high, it's that last percent is going to be that percent that people can't believe how much of a difference that it actually makes. Mm. A perfect what, example, actually, sorry to cut you off, just a real okay. quick example. We have the Haley Rose Foundation here in British Columbia, and her mother, Cheryl T. Rose, has been dealing with Haley's sickness her whole life. She has a form of epilepsy that's very severe and suffered with you know, many, many, many seizures every day for a long part of her life. She got onto cannabis as a fairly young girl. I, I, she could have been 9 or 10 years old. She's now 17 or 18 years old. And just recently, Haley went almost 200 days seizure-free. When I asked Cheryl what she did and different, she said, well, she stopped making the oil and she started giving Haley decarboxylated bubble caps. So just bubble hash made mm. with her strain, which is a high CBD strain called Haley's Comet. And she's eating decarboxylated bubble capsules and finding that she went almost 200 days without a single seizure. So that's what I'm talking about, that simple, small little difference where if there's a chemical being left behind and you suffer from a sensitivity such as Dravet syndrome or something like Crohn's disease, 
you're going to feel that little bit of contamination. So why not let's get rid of it? Yeah, I get that all the time too, working with people with all kinds of ailments from autism to just sensitivity to chemicals. And so, you know, that's why I brought out Veganics and that's what I preach these days because I'm trying to keep it healthy and clean. Well, listen, we got to take a quick break right now, but we're going to be right back. You've got time to take a quick snap, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. shooting past a thousand degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's order. Less heat, <laughs> more flavor. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, Most people who use don't have a problem, so I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to The Grow Show, everybody, on CannabisRadio.com. We're talking with my friend Marcus Bubbleman Richardson. Mark, you and I just had a chance to visit at the High Times Cannabis Cup in the Grill, and I want to tell you that was really great seeing you. Man, you really made my wedding reception afterwards really special, so thank you. Oh, dude, it was, it was absolutely unbelievable. It's, it's really something as we get older. I mean, it's been over 10 years since I saw you. And we we picked up almost exactly where we left off. Like we were just brothers from another mother having the time of our life. And it was, of course, amazing to be able to share your nuptials and your after your newlywed party. It was really an honor. Oh, man. Being on that island with all of that love and people who just really, really honor respect. They honor respect. They don't just respect. They, they honor respect. And what a great place to be. So what was your impressions of the first ever Cannabis Cup in Jamaica? You know, do you think it has a future, a positive future there? Well, I think it ties into exactly what you just said. You know, we did the Cannabis Cup for 26 plus years in Amsterdam. And not to shit on Amsterdam. I loved Amsterdam. I love the people. I love my friends there. I love the event. I always had a great time at the Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam, but the really the one thing that it was missing 
And you can call it that, that love of respect, but what I call it is culture. The culture yeah. that was in Jamaica that was a part of the cup. They, they've been doing this for 50 plus years and now here it is that they have somewhere to celebrate and to be revered. It, it was really quite a nice thing because for years I've seen you know, the Rasta not get the reverence that he so deserves. Whereas you go to India and you go to some of these cultures and you learn about how it works in India and how these sadhus, these holy men, these Rasta type characters are working through the karma of the people. And because of it, they're living a harder life. They're living with less and they're living in a loving environment that people respect. And that's why sadhus are loved and taken care of and their feet are kissed and their the food is brought to them and they have places to sleep. I really saw that for some of the first times at this event in the sense that you're bringing a group of people who have this love for cannabis and then to be exposed to a culture like the Rastafarian culture, there was something special about it. It's just amazing. I mean, I remember my first time in Amsterdam, and I remember the first tear that I shed when I realized that I was doing something legally as opposed to illegally. And that was quite profound. No less so than how it felt in Jamaica, which was, like you said, really bringing it home. It was almost like traveling back to Africa and back to our original roots. It was really, really amazing. Let me ask you, you spent a lot of time in Jamaica working with cannabis research and development. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience and who you're working with, what you're working on? Absolutely, yeah. We've started a company, uh, my, my Jamaican partners, my Canadian partner, who is John Burfellow, a good friend of mine, and then our U.S. partners, who are the United Cannabis Crew, which is Tony Brazura. And, oh, I uh, met Tony. Yeah, Ernie, which uh, he was one of the partners in River Rock back in the day and a really great old school grower that's been, you know, growing for, I'd say, close to 30 years now. Really knowledgeable characters. They, they know what they're doing. And we all came together in this time when Jamaica was deciding that they were going to be potentially rewriting and creating policies to allow for cannabis use and processing and growing and importing and exporting and all of these things. And you know, we stepped up. I ended up meeting some incredible people, some Jamaican partners. I brought it to Tony and, you know, he sort of put it together like, hey, why don't we start a company? We'll join forces. We'll do cannabinoid research and development. And that's actually- right. You were telling cannabinoid research development. You were telling me something that you were actually doing research with sick people and ailments and trying to match up cannabinoids or terpenes. Yeah, well, this is, the, this is the work that United Cannabis has done through River Rock for the five years that they operated out of there. They started a program called ACT Now, which is the Activated Cannabinoid Therapy Program, which you can, you can Google and check out. You can sign up online. And what they kind of did was they created this information porthole for patients, for doctors, for cannabinoid, and for you know all of the information to go into. And then the way it is accessed creates this sort of digital landscape that allows us to see patterns that are occurring to create more of a, okay, you know what, maybe this is, you know, like rather than a guessing point, which a lot of people were really just guessing these days, you know, people are hearing, oh, there's no THC, but there's high CBD. That's what I want right. my child on. Well, make sure you do the proper research because although that might be something that is good for a sick child with a particular ailment, it might be the opposite of what that child needs. So, Can you just imagine how far we have yet to go with this medicine? 
Oh, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, really, we're in the infancy of all of this. Infancy, right? yeah, infancy. Like literally, we haven't even started crawling yet. We're still just sitting, and you know, with wonderful people out there, Ethan Russo. You've got Christina Sanchez at the University of Madrid doing work on tumor uh, shrinking capabilities of THC. And the more people like that, I mean, honestly, Kyle, the people that are going to make the majority of the scientific discoveries, I suspect are still in school now, or they are not in school. They're listening to us right now while they smoke <laughs> in their parents' backyard. And they're like, what can I do to change things? What can I do? Well, I'll tell you what you can do. Go get a degree uh-huh. and make some changes in this world. Normalize the use of cannabis and normalize the medicinal use of cannabis. Oh, can I get an amen? Man, you get me fired up, Mark. So... Man, just just amazing, amazing stuff. We could go on forever. You're also a federally licensed by the Canadian government as a processor. Isn't that not correct? Well, I have a federal license to possess, to grow, and to process for myself. It's limited in that sense. I don't have a license to process for the rest of Canadian citizens, and that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. I've been consulting with a small group of licensed producers here in Canada mm-hmm. and just discussing the, discussing the potential of having the validity or the bonus of having the Bubble Man brand do processing because finally our courts just recently decided in the last like three months, and it was a mm-hmm. It was a Supreme Court decision, which was unanimous amongst all three Supreme Court judges, that all derivatives of cannabis need to be allowed and not this manipulation of dried marijuana, which which was what we were allowed to have for the last several years. Although it started in BC where Owen Smith was busted at the bakery and he was going through court and Kirk Toussaint, wonderful lawyer, brought it to the point of the judges that, listen, like, how can cannabis be allowed as a medicine? But if you take it and you put it in hot water, you've just done an extraction and now you can face up to two years in prison. And that really was what deteriorated the dried marijuana. In that case, the judge dropped the word dried to marijuana which for British Columbia, just our province, allowed all of us in that program, the MMAR federal program, to use derivatives of cannabis. But only recently did they allow it for the whole of Canada. So we're all allowed now to make extracts of any kind. Yeah, hallelujah. I mean, listen to you talk. You are so succinct and clear and your memory of people's names is amazing and all you use is pure bubble. And so how could you possibly want to leave that out? It's obviously the best of the best. Me, you know, I, you know I love bubble. Um, I've shown you some of mine. Um, for me, it's a little more like caviar and the bud is my daily toke, let's just say. Well, you're her well, caretaker, so of course. Absolutely, right? I mean, how can you breed her if you don't smoke her, for one? so Well, you know, as a Canadian citizen, how do you feel about these changes? Is everything good or are there any concerns? Well, I mean, our changes are, are daily. Lately, the British Columbia changes are, you know, now that the provinces have got onto it, of course, provinces being much like your states, they were never a part of it before. It was always a federal program from our federal government. And now that, you know, the federal government has changed and Trudeau is in power, he's basically saying that it's going to have to work a federal umbrella, but then each province will be able to design their own sort of situation. So we've seen all sorts of things from 
dispensaries getting closed. Recently, just yesterday, in fact, three dispensaries were raided by our federal police, the RCMP, just in Nanaimo across the water from where I live. And on the same day, they joined and gathered. The BC Liquor Commission had a gathering saying that they wanted the rights to sell recreational cannabis. And now where is medical cannabis going to be sold? Is it going to be sold through places like Shoppers Drug Mart and pharmacies? Or are dispensaries going to be allowed to maintain that aspect? For me, I say that nobody has shown that they can do it alone. So why not just allow as all of these different things and the people will work out where they want to purchase these things from? Yes, don't overcomplicate it. Unfortunately, it seems you, like us down here in the lower portion of the continent, we're in kind of post-prohibition limbo, if you would, and we're still dealing with a lot of religious backlash to pleasure, (laughs) to happy. It's not good enough that something just makes you happy or feels good. And a lot of people are going to take some time dealing with that, realizing that it's no different than the intoxicants. Venture to say 80 or 90% of humans use some form of intoxicant for no other reason than to change their state of mind. So I don't feel like I need to be classified as sick to use cannabis. Definitely. Um, right? So, you know, we, we definitely have a long way to go. Do you think that ultimately they'll be wise enough to not separate out hash or concentrates and that hashish and other more potent forms of cannabis will be subjected to some sort of special regulations? I think eventually they'll figure out that these are the medicinal and the recreational components of the plant and that's all they are. So extracting them is no different than extracting the pizza that you ordered to eat without the cardboard box. Why would you order a pizza and eat the cardboard box when it's only the pizza that sustains you with food? This is just basic science. The cannabinoids are all secreted inside the glandular trichome along with all the terpenes and terpenoids and wonderful flavors and essences that we love. And that it's okay for us to take those parts from the whole and use them. Bubble Man just preaching uh, the best of the best, always the best. It's definitely what I and – I, and you know what? Why I do that, Kyle? Because I, I believe everyone deserves the best. Absolutely. I love it. It's been great having Marcus, Bubble Man, Richardson on the show today. But right now, we have to take our second break for our sponsors. But we'll be right back. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at CarterInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Carter Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. 
InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or 8 years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back again to The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com. We're doing a third segment with Mark Bubbleman Richardson. Our conversation has been just so much fun. Absolutely. Well, listen, you know, we don't have a lot of time left, but just for fun, I want to like fast forward 10 years. What does cannabis legalization look like in the future? Do you think we see global legalization in our lifetime? I mean, I sure would love to see it. And, you know, I, I feel that a lot of countries have economic strife. And as these countries start seeing other countries picking up this ball, which a lot of the governments, let's face it, they're not picking up the ball because they want to help sick and dying children. No, it's financial. It's a financial and economic uh, sustainer that they're looking for, something that's sustainable, and cannabis is sustainable. Worldwide, we know that the tax benefits would just be you know, unparalleled. It's, and that, that, it's that and the unverified fears are now all being dispelled. So you take – it's like a f- perfect storm. You give them the financial incentive. They can't justify the fears, and they're all like, hey, what the heck? Well, it's true. You know, the biggest fear is keeping kids off of weed. And when you start learning that there are all these different studies being done with cannabinoids and brain development and how it's once again the sort of opposite of what people are saying, kids are going to take these phytocannabinoids not by smoking joints, but by definitely some type of a vitamin or a capsule in the very near future because these are essential dietary sources. Yeah, in so many ways. Marcus, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I wish I had more time. Maybe we'll bring you back real soon, but unfortunately, this is the end of the segment. Before we go, can you tell us how best to reach you on social media or a website that you'd like people to go visit? Absolutely. I can say Bubble Man's World, the YouTube channel, and Hash Church is definitely a great way. BC Bubble Man on Instagram and Marcus Bubbleman Richardson on Facebook. Thank you so much for having me, Kyle. It's always a pleasure to chill with you. 
It was so much fun, man. Let's do it again really soon. We are out of time, unfortunately. Again, I want to thank our guest, Mark Bubbleman Richardson, and the producers for making our show possible. Make sure to check out my website, kylecushman.com, where you can find out where to follow me on social media, upcoming events I'll be attending, and subscribe to my newsletter. You can find new episodes of The Grow Show every Wednesday by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Thanks again for joining us. I'm your host, Kyle Cushman, and as always, please stay listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.